Welcome to the Work Wonders Podcast, where we simplify HR for small business. I'm Angela. And I'm Susan. Let's dive into today's episode and see what you've been wondering about. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about delegation. Delegation is one of the top three people management challenges for business owners and managers. The other top challenges are hiring the right people and managing poor performance. All three require us to step outside our comfort zone. So today we're going to discover what it sort of looks like when it's not working for you and what you can do to do it better. So let's get started. This is the Work Wonders Podcast. Delegation can be really tricky. Agreed. Yeah. I think it's something that we either take too naturally. Yeah. Or avoid. And there's a couple of reasons why I believe anyway that people avoid delegating work in the first place. Uh, The first one of those is not really trusting someone else to be able to do the job as well as you can yourself. Yeah, and that's a natural one when you're often a solo entrepreneur and you've done it all yourself before that point. Yeah, exactly. So you know how you want everything done and you also know that you're going to be faster at doing it than anybody else. But it's a bit sad too that when we go into a business and we can see that the senior staff or the owner, particularly if they were the founder of the business, are working their guts out, you know, working the long hours, putting in all that effort when they're probably doing some things that someone else in the business could do. Yeah, help them out with. Yeah. So the second thing that I think stops some people from delegating is the sense that to ask for help is a sign of weakness. Yeah, that's probably a big one for small business owners because we're we're such hard workers, I think. Yeah, and really um, take the initiative on things and think, well, you know, it's got to be done. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Yeah, being um, you know, you wouldn't have a business in the first place if you hadn't done that. But at some point, you're going to have to step back. And mm. if your business is growing, get somebody else to do some of the work because the bigger it gets, <laughs> the more work there'll be and there's yeah. no way you can do it all. No, no, absolutely. And I think that's something we all get trapped in, doing it all because you have to or there's just not the finances to employ a team of <laughs> a great amount yeah, of people. Yeah, exactly, so. exactly. So I would have to say that I'm hopeless at delegation, <laughs> so it's always good for me to talk about and, and read about and think about how to improve yeah. at that. Well, from your experience, what's sort of a sign that it might not be working? Ah, signs it might not be working. Well, uh, the fact that you might be the one getting all the queries because nobody else in the organisation knows what's going on. Mm. So the phone calls coming in are all going to you because nobody else is going to know the answer. Sure. So that would be a good sign. Yeah. Another sign might be that your staff actually feel uncertain about what they're doing and so you get things escalated all the time. So people Mm. are coming into your office interrupting you to ask, is this how we do this? Is this what has to happen now? Yeah. Rather than them having had the experience of doing it themselves and knowing feeling confident yeah in themselves they're I guess. needing that guidance or that prompting to know which direction to take yeah and then the biggest thing I suppose is when work actually gets missed or forgotten about oh yeah because everyone's relying on you 
to make it happen. Yeah. So I think we're agreed that delegation is a good thing. Yes. <laughs> and we'd like to learn how to do it better. Yeah? Absolutely. <laughs> Especially me. <laughs> I, I tend to think that um, somehow by osmosis or ESP, yeah. the person I'm delegating to will just know ah, what's yeah. going to happen. I think a lot of people will relate <laughs> to that, Susan. So, you know, have you ever asked someone to do something and assumed that it was being done. They're asking our listeners, but you're happy. Yeah. <laughs> welcome to answer, Angela. No, I agree with you. I think it's a really um, oh, it's sort of something that you think, you know, oh, surely that doesn't, I don't need to explain it that way. Surely they get that or this is just the way it's always been done around here. Surely they know that. But assuming can be not a great thing. Yeah, so. exactly. Especially when you realise at the last minute when you needed that report to present to that client, for example, and realise that nothing's happened. Um, so what's gone wrong? Angela and I have had a bit of a think about the things that can go wrong. Yes. And we'd like to I run through how that might work. Well, I thought it might be fun for our listeners. How about, Susan, we go through a little bit of a sort of like a role play. Let's have a play around with the role of a boss or a manager okay. and also the role of a team member or a staff member and sort of see you know, when it's in that scenario where it's going wrong, what might be happening behind the scenes yeah, okay. So I'll be the boss. Is that okay? Go for it. <laughs> Having had experience of doing it the wrong way. So as a boss, you get to the point where you know that you've got to delegate because you're so busy. You're just too busy. Yeah. Um, and if anything, that's the wrong time yeah. to delegate something, right? So the tendency then is, well, I'll just get someone else to do it. I've just got to get it off my desk and I need someone else to do it. So I'm, I'm stressed, I'm in a hurry for something or just too busy with other things to do this particular task and I hand it over to my team member, Angela. So as a team member, I'm thinking they're obviously going to be accepting of that work, that's what they're in there to do, they're employed to do, but they might be really busy as well with lots of different tasks on their plate maybe some competing demands and things like that. And you might have someone that's a little uncertain what needs to be put down and picked up at certain times. So they're feeling really busy and going, yep, 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 no problem, but sort of <laughs> at their own capacity as well. Yeah. So if I'm the boss and I'm handing over the information or the task without giving full information, that could be because I'm not really clear on what needs to be done. And I'm actually hoping that the team member can rescue me, basically, um, that they might be able to work it out. And I actually would hope that they can, mm. rather than me having to explain this is what I want done. But then what happens on the team members side yeah, if so I do that? Again, playing sort of a devil's advocate here, I'm thinking they might be thinking, okay, well, uh, I better not interrupt them. They look really, really busy. They've given this to me and I should just get it done for them. But what do I do? I'm not really sure. Is it my place to make that decision? How urgent is it? Uh, I've got so many questions. I'm not really sure. You know, and they might put it to the side, thinking yeah. they'll come back to it later, or they might just be too sort of shell shocked and sort of not knowing where to begin. <laughs> where to start yeah. is often the hardest part, isn't it? Or feeling embarrassed to ask the question, you know, if it's been expected of them and not communicated to say, this is what I'm asking for or this is mm. what I'm expecting by this time mm. or do you have what you need to do that? You know, they might be afraid to say, well, we don't have an account with those people or I, I need to buy this or sort of sort of practical things that they'll need to, 
to do. Yeah, true. And our natural tendency would be to just let that slide then, you know, especially if as a boss, I haven't explained how urgent or important that is. And you've got other priorities. You've got plenty of work to do. You're going to be productive anyway. So that just gets put off and put off because it's a bit uncomfortable. Yeah. Really uncomfortable. Then probably the worst thing that can happen next is that the boss doesn't follow up. You know, they've got rid of the task, it's off their desk, they're not really that bothered about, you know, they think it's being done and they don't bother following up. They've passed the baton. Exactly. (laughs) And again, you know, it's because they think it's being done, but actually what's happening is it isn't being done. Then we reach the next stage, I think, which is the frustration when the boss starts thinking, you know, I haven't heard anything about how that task's going. Why haven't they come back to me? Why haven't they asked me any questions? <laughs> I'm wondering what's going on here. I'm starting to get a bit nervous. And from the team member's side, they might be thinking, well, oh, you know, back to there where they're a little bit shell-shocked mm. what to do and had all those questions, they might be thinking, oh, well, I put that to the side because I was doing all these other urgent things. Customers came through the door or the phone rang or whatever it is, you know, the normal payroll yep. or monthly report or whatever. And they might have been waiting for that prompting or, or someone to come to them and say, are you okay? That's right. Do you need help with that or do you need questions answered, that sort of thing, and waiting for that. So I guess when they're um, finding their boss or their manager coming back to them frustrated, panic sets in. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm thinking they could have been thinking, well, it can't be that important because they haven't asked me about it. Yes, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So in that panic state, they'd obviously be then rushing and going, okay, well, oh gosh, you know, this is not good. I need to do it right away. And they still might need to be the one to make all those decisions and get it done. But because of that panic, it's just, just get it done. It's urgent. No more waiting. And so it might not be a high quality sort of job or there might be mistakes made or things missed. Yeah. And when, as a manager, we're delegating, that's the thing, you know, we miss out on bits of information because we assume everybody knows that. Yeah. Don't they know? Why should I have to tell them that? I hope you're getting the impression that this is not going to end well. (laughs) Well, especially when it's an ad hoc thing, Susan, you know. So there's some things that you might be able to safely assume, well, we do that every week. Yes. Or we answer the phone this way every day. Yep. That's okay. But this sort of scenario here lends itself to an ad hoc sort of task. Those sort of things especially need that much more precise communication when it's irregular. Yeah, the scenario we've just described for you is really a lose-lose situation. No one's going to come out of that feeling good about it. And then what happens next time? Well, we're happy to give you some ideas of how to do it better next time. Hi, Angela here. Do you dread people management, especially the tough stuff, like when someone isn't doing a good job, there's conflict in your team. Does the thought of having to performance manage someone or even terminate their employment make you feel nervous and stressed? Well, what if you had someone you can call? My business, Total Workforce Services, offers easy to understand, reliable and affordable HR advice when you need it. No locking contracts or pay by the month. Let me guide you to ensure your small business is compliant and you can take a load off. Contact me now. My links are all on the Work Wonders website, workwonderspodcast.com.au. Let's have a look now at what you can do better to delegate effectively. So we've come up with five points. I'll start off with the first one. So I think number one is know your staff. The thing is, you know yourself really well. You know what you like to do, what you don't like to do. You know what you're good at, what you're not good at. You know how fast you like to work, what sort of 
um, results you'd like to achieve, what you want to show your clients, what your goals are, so much that you know about what goes on in your own head that you don't know necessarily about your style. So my number one tip would be to get to know all those things about your team members so that then when you do need to hand work over, it's pretty obvious to you who can do that. And also it helps you decide which tasks should be given to someone else and which tasks you're going to have to do yourself. And that leads into our second one about the why. So being clear about the why of that duty or task that you're asking somebody to do. So why is it being passed on? I guess, can it be done by anyone? Or is it a case of, I need this done, then that can done? It's sort of like a domino sort of effect of of different things. So being clear to that person, why it is that you need them to do that and what's the overall objective of that task? Yeah, we all like to know (laughs) why we're doing something. Otherwise, it's pretty pointless, isn't it? Number three is to be clear when you're delegating about what the outcomes are. What do you expect and by when do you expect it? Probably the best tip I can give about this is to be able to show when you're handing over work what finished looks like. How is this going to look when it's done? or What are my expectations? And if you ask that question of yourself then you're in a much better position to give it some clarity, the person you're delegating to. The fourth one is try not to control the how. (laughs) (laughs) This is a really big one. The word micromanagement comes to, to mind. That's what we want to avoid. So you've given the instruction, you've given the why, you've told them how and what they're doing. Now it's time to trust them with that and try and not overlook them and, and check on every little thing that they're doing every moment. Yeah, not looking over their shoulder, yeah? Yeah, that's right. Not everybody works the same way. There's more than one way to do things. Mm-hmm. So if you gave the same task to two different staff members, they might do it differently but still achieve the same outcome. So it's about being outcome-focused and thinking, I don't mind which way they go as long as it's on the path that I want them to, but the outcome is what's important. Yeah. A little personal story here. My husband um, took over the vacuuming when we were Ah. first married and he does it differently to how I would do it. And it took me a while to adjust to someone (laughs) doing it a different way. But uh, we've been married 40 years this year (laughs) and I probably haven't vacuumed for 39 of those. So it really is worth letting go occasionally. (laughs) I like that story. The final tip that we'd like to offer you is stay approachable and available. So don't just dump the work and run, although sometimes it's very tempting to do that, I must admit. But be around and make it clear that if the staff member that you've handed the task over to has any questions that you'll be happy to answer them. Don't leave them in the position that we described earlier where you're obviously so busy and, and stressed that this team member feels like they can't actually ask questions or approach you. So make sure that they know that if they get stuck you want to know so that you can help them yes it's a bit of a balancing act between Mm. not watching over them and and checking on every single second but being there for them to come to you for sort of questions and guidance when they need it like we said people can do things different ways it's all about that end goal and who knows there might be maybe even a better way to get something done like the vacuuming (laughs) Um, I think also you need to be mindful of managing the distance when you give that work. It's rather hard to navigate, but the key thing would be to be consistent. 
So rather than um, feeling the need to sometimes jump in and do it and other times just let them run with it without getting any input from you or any monitoring from you can be really confusing to people because they think, well, why are they trying to control me now and didn't help when I needed help then? So trying to maintain that consistency. Well, as you have heard, effective delegation is a skill based on a set of practices and you can learn those and you can expand on them. The tips that we've given you are going to apply with your delegating work to your staff, to your colleagues, to your contractors, to freelancers. These are all helpful. So we've talked about why you might not be comfortable or not be able to delegate to your team members. We've also talked about how to know when it's not working, some temperature tests there of what's happening, but also, most importantly, what you can do instead to do delegation better. So our five points were knowing your staff, be clear about why, be clear on outcomes, the what and the when, don't try and control the how, and stay approachable and available. So we hope there was something in there really helpful for you today and what might you be taking away? Jump over on our socials and let us know. We always love your feedback. And you can grab the show notes for today on our website. Thank you for listening to the Work Wonders podcast. Hit subscribe now so you never miss an episode. And if you enjoyed today's, why not tell your friend and maybe even leave us a review? So what have you been wondering about? You can pop onto our website, workwonderspodcast.com.au and let us know. We'll talk to you again soon.